0: The sponsor for the Shepherd's Cook Podcast for the month of March is Buck Knives. Every hunter knows that it's not about the success, it's about the pursuit. The Pursuit series of fixed blade and folding knives by Buck has you covered. Proudly made in the USA, the Pursuit series is available in two sizes, large and small, with or without the gut hook. The non-slip handle will keep your knife comfortably in hand while you process your harvest. Gear up for the season at BuckKnives.com. While you're there, use the promo code Buck20 at the checkout and save an extra 20%. This offer is only for a limited time, and it expires June 1st of 2020, and it's valid only at buckknives.com. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherd'scrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks and I'm a pastor, coming alongside other pastors reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. This is episode 84, and today I'm going to talk with you about the whole coronavirus deal and specifically what does the pastor's schedule look like when things like this happen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need wisdom and direction. This is a unique time. It's a critical time for our churches and for our country and communities, and give us wisdom to lead and help us to have insight biblically on what our responsibilities are in the in the face of such uh, what seems like apparent chaos. We know all this is not arbitrary. We know it's in your hands, and we know that you're sovereignly using this for your purposes, and so help us to lean into that and do our part to be responsible and honoring of you as we try to shepherd our people through this. Help us and give us wisdom. I trust that you will. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, a pastor's schedule. Over the years, I have talked to pastors who have wanted to know what my schedule looks like, and upon giving it to them, I regularly ask, well, what does yours look like? And it seems like a kind of a common theme. That pastors feel overwhelmed and overburdened and schedules that are just really full. And a few years ago, I read Eugene Peterson's book, The Contemplative Pastor. And in there, there's a chapter called The Unhurried Life or the Unbusy Pastor or something like that. Thumb through that chapter if you get that book. And it was fantastic because it challenged me to take hold of my schedule, to not let everything else dictate what I do. And not just everything else, but everyone else The very people who don't particularly know the work of pastor end up dictating what my life looks like by handing me out just whatever seems religious or seems in my wheelhouse. Instead, the pastor is to be proactive, open the pages of scripture and say, what does God prescribe for pastors to do? Who are we and what are we called to do? And several years back, I started working through this in greater detail and putting some things down on paper and came up with pastoral priorities in my mind, these are just regulative principle pastoral ministry. It's just prescribed by the scriptures from God of what a pastor should be like, should be, and should be doing. I want to show you the versatility of these pastoral priorities in the face of crisis like coronavirus. And let's just work through these and build out the schedule because now our schedules are all out of whack because we can't see people in Illinois. We're in an unconstitutional lockdown right now where we can't even get out of our house. We're not supposed to anyways. And Everybody's having to adapt to their life and schedule. And so I just want to encourage you, even if you're not in Illinois or California or somewhere where you're on lockdown, you can still think through these things and build out your schedule in a unique way where you're still being faithful to do the work that God's called you to do. So number one, pastoral priority number one is life in Christ. No matter what's going on in our world, coronavirus, zombie apocalypse, whatever, we can still, by the grace of God, open our Bibles in the morning and spend time responding to God in prayer. We can hear from God and respond to God. My question for you, when is that? My time is in the morning, and my schedule's not changed one bit. I'm still getting up, I'm still still spending time with the Lord, and then through the day, I'm spending time in communion with Him through prayer. That should be normal for you. This virus should, should not be shaking your time and life in Christ. And so, number one is just simply be a man of God walk humbly with God and before men and continue to practice spiritual disciplines and spend time mining the scriptures to find and discover more and more of who Christ is. Life in Christ, simple, it's in your schedule still, when is it? Number two, shepherd your own family well. You're going to have at this particular season, a really great opportunity to build memories, good memories, not memories of how crazy the coronavirus was, but how wonderful the time with your family was. You get more specific and intentional time with family during this season and use it. Shepherd them well, disciple them well, start catechizing them. If you're not already doing that, pray with them more, talk with them more. This is life on life discipleship with your family. You and your wife have intentional conversation about what God is doing in your life and in your family. Work through that homeschool curriculum. That's what we're doing. I'm going to spend some time later this evening working with Jordan on what does homeschool look like for next year because we're thinking about changing curriculums for Ransom Our Son. And so we're going to be working through that. Shepherd your own family well. And friends, this is a part of pastoral ministry. If you fail here, and if you fail with number one, life in Christ, you're not qualified to be in a pastor. So in seasons like this, you have a great time To make your home flourish. So shepherd your family well. Number three, prayer and ministry of the word. Straight from Acts chapter 6, we are always praying and we are always studying to be a better minister and faithful minister of God's word. You still have to pray. All right, better better said, you still get to pray. And you still get to prepare for Sunday morning, even if it's a live feed. You're gonna to have to be ready to preach Sunday morning. so still yet this week whatever your normal study day is, make that your normal study day or if you have study days like my study is scattered throughout multiple days, then make sure you get that time and it may be a different time of the week this week and in the coming weeks because of the differences of schedules based on based on the virus but make sure you get your study time in that's not going anywhere. that is still the call of pastoral ministry even if it's via digitally so we get to continue to pray and we get to continue to study to preach. And then, to add on to this, you're going to get some extra reading time. What books on your shelf have you been staring at, wanting to read, but feeling like you didn't have time to read? Well, now, with this extra time, get that book off the shelf, put your nose in it, and read it. It's a great time. Read a big book. Read that systematic theology book you've been wanting to read. Or just pile it up and just work through it page by page, book by book. I'm into book 18 this year. My buddy Bill Anderson, who's a listener, is into book 21 this year. Just read. I mean, you're going to be able to look back on these couple months or this month or so and and look at your pile and say, well, God, thank you. Thank you that you gave extra time for me, to, for me to be able to specifically study or prepare for the next sermon series or read that book about that particular cultural topic that I've been wanting to study and thank the Lord for it. Number four, pastoral priority. You can still pastor your elders and and grow in relational depth. Now in Illinois, like I said, we're on an unconstitutional lockdown where we can only be in our home. We're not supposed to be going from house to house. So we have to to be creative in how we talk as an elder team. So we just text and we can FaceTime and I can call them and, and just be intentional with them and ask how they're doing. During this time, Your elders are going to be and your leaders are going to be shepherding your people, but you have to remember that you're still their shepherd as well, and they're your shepherd. So each call, when you make a call and you call George or Andy, that's some of our elders or Hank, when I call them, I'm expecting that they're going to be asking me, hey, how are you guys doing? Is there anything you need? So make sure you're relationally deep with your leaders. Call them, talk to them, pray for them. Number five, pastoral priority number five, discipleship. Who are you discipling and who's discipling you? This, again, is going to call for creativity right now. And in these particular areas, we're going to feel the desire in, in us. You know, God, let this all end soon so we can have these discipleship meetings. My discipleship has changed over the last few years. I have people over and we shoot a bow and arrow or we go fishing. Rarely do I do coffee with anybody anymore. Uh, I've been practicing mas- masculine discipleship where we just hang out and we do something. It's side to side, not face to face. And I tell you what, I've been missing it. I've been missing meeting with people and hanging out with people and discipling people. And we're having to get creative, so stuff over the phone. And it's just not as fun. It's just not as good. But we still need to be intentional with that. So we still get to disciple people. Now, when you're thinking about your schedule this week and you're opening up your calendar, put this stuff down. Make sure that that all this is included. Okay, this is still our biblical priority to do because we're called to be shepherd of the sheep. And so we've still got to do this. So pastoral priority number five is discipleship, disciple men. Number six, hospitality. Again, this is the strain where we want to have people in our homes and we can't. And we want to be in the homes of people, but we can't. Uh, Now I have to get a sip of coffee real quick. Hold on. I'm drinking my leftover Christmas blend from Starbucks, Jordan found Starbucks was, you know, like 75% off or something like that. And so she purchased a few of the whole bean Christmas blend coffees, which is great dark bowl coffee. And so I'm still enjoying my Christmas blend. But hospitality is a thing that we simply can't do right now. Not legal anyways. During the season, this has to be suspended and that's difficult. And again, anything that has to be suspended right now, let that drive you to appreciate God's people and all the work that we get to do as pastors. It's an amazing thing. We get to invite people into our homes and we get invited into people's homes. Praise God for that. So let this time build appreciation in you for the things that God has called you to do. Okay, number seven, wedding, funeral, and hospital responsibilities and counseling responsibilities. There's a lot of counseling responsibilities right now that have to keep going on. You just have to do it over the phone. You have to do it over Zoom. You have to do it over FaceTime. But we have to continue to care for God's people during this time, and a lot of that's going to be through writing. I want to encourage you pastors to write during this season. If you're not a writer, if you've never put pen to paper or put your fingers on a keyboard and typed out a blog or an article or an email to your church, well, I want to challenge you to do that right now. The written word is going to be so helpful for people because everybody's got an article and everybody's got a say about what's going on in this particular season. And our people need to hear from us. They're not coming to hear on Sunday mornings. They're just watching on a screen. Through the week, write them emails. Send them some snail mail. Write them a nice note of encouragement. And then anybody you know that deals with anxiety or depression and that's going to be really struggling during this social distancing time, make sure you call them. Make sure you check up on them. Friends, social distancing is very damaging and it's very harmful to people. The virus is very damaging and it's very harmful to people, but it's always a trade-off. If we go to social distancing, there's other people that are harmed and there's other people that are hurt. There are small business owners that are really struggling. We have several small business owners in our church family and they're struggling during the season and we've got to remember that. Okay, It's always a trade-off. If we do the lockdown like this, there's going to be some groups of people that are going to be praising that and thanking God for that. Yeah, we need to shut this thing down so we can get past this virus. And then others are thinking, wait a minute, this is crushing us. How are we supposed to pay for these homes we're supposed to be distancing in? And so there's a trade-off and there are people that are hurting in your church. So write, write them and start just being a writer. In the history of the church, it's been the pastors in the communities that have been the writers. So bust open your creativity and just walk in your historic role of being a writer. There are so many pastors, like Eugene Peterson, like Zach Eswine, that challenge pastors to see themselves as writers. You're writing a sermon every week, if not a complete manuscript, an outline, and we should be writing emails through the week, so we're already writing. Just write more. Develop that skill. I am not a natural writer. But I've been writing for several years and continuing to do so because I believe that it's helpful to our people and it can be helpful to other people who read it that are not a part of our church. So write. Use this opportunity to counsel people through writing. And then hospital responsibilities. So this this number seven, pastoral priorities, wedding, funeral, counseling, hospital responsibilities. Uh, run to sickness. Don't run away. Don't be afraid. Set the pace in not being afraid of this stinking coronavirus. It's a 99% chance that even if you get it, you're going to live. And not only that, it's more than that. Because 99% of people who die from this thing die because they have a pre-existing condition. There are others who don't have pre-existing conditions that do die. I realize that. But pastor, you're not going to die from this, most likely. Don't run away from hospitals. Don't run away from sickness. Run to it. Be wise, of course. If you walk into a hospital, put your mask on wash your hands. Most likely you have a family that you don't want to infect. Okay, I get that. So you have to be wise here. But pastors, this is what we do. We walk into sickness. We walk into danger. We don't run away from it. And so during this season, make yourself available to be the runner to go get groceries to that widow who's scared to go get groceries. Or the person who has cystic fibrosis or some other pre-existing condition that doesn't have the ability to go out because they're afraid. Because if they get this, it could be really damaging. Well, make yourself available. Just be a runner. Go out and do it. And so then during your free time, if you find yourself in in all this with some more free time, here are a few suggestions of things that you can do. Number one, mow your yard. Mowing is always fun, you know, until about June. You get that. If you mow your yard and don't pay somebody to do it, you the first you know month or two is really a great time, and then you're like, huh, I could be doing something else with this time by June. But really enjoy this season. And if you've hired people in the past to mow your yard, well, tell them to do their own thing, mow your own yard. It's really great. Pull up a podcast that you enjoy, you know, even like this one, for instance, and listen to some podcasts, listen to some audio books, but spend some time doing some manual labor, things that you don't normally do. Then, maybe you can power wash your house or fix that piece of siding that's busted from hail. Maybe one of my listeners is like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, we'll go get the ladder out and figure out how to fix it. There's an extra piece of siding somewhere, probably in your attic or in your shed, where the people who built the house installed... The siding find those extra pieces and put it up fix it power wash it fix the house you can change your oil on your vehicle you can change the oil on your wife's vehicle you can vacuum it out clean it out you can clean and organize your shed or your garage you can do something new find a new hobby you can shoot guns you can prepare for hunting season you can read to your family start the chronicles of narnia if you've never read to your family that's what we're doing right now we're still on the Magician's Nephew. And it's been a lot of fun. There's just so much to do. So as you're thinking about your schedule this week, the the question really isn't, well, what should I be doing? You know what you should be doing because the Bible has prescribed it. If I went fast on this for you, rewind and listen again and open the scriptures and see if these are not just prescribed pastoral responsibilities. That, again, has been my goal with these pastoral priorities is just to cast a vision for you of what Biblical shepherding is. And these things can still happen in the context of a virus scare like this. You just have to be creative. Friends, this is a great opportunity. Let's shepherd our families well. Let's walk in what God has called us to do. And let's be positive. This is the day the Lord has made, for goodness sakes. We're going to get through this. And from this guy, I'm a post-millennial, I'm, I'm incredibly optimistic about the future. Don't let this time get you down. God is still at work. Jesus is still putting his enemies under his feet, and we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through it together, and we're going to be better for it. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.